Yo, yo, hey, how's it going, Otaku fam? Zanza here. Before I make this shameless plug, I just want to take this moment to say thank you to all the listeners of the Brandy May podcast. Whether we caught your ear since episode one or you just happened to stumble upon this podcast by accident, regardless of how you got here, your attention is appreciated. Now that's out the way, follow us on social media. There, I said it. No, but seriously. If you're not already, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BrainMAP to stay up to date on upcoming episode releases and content. Not to mention polls as we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on your personal and anime recommendations. We should cover on the podcast. Thanks again. This is Zanza signing off. Peace. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Brandy May Podcast. One of your hosts, Zan. And I'm Marina. And we're back in it today again uh, with another episode, this time getting back in the swing of things of Attack on Titan. And for this episode, though, because it's been a while since we actually did an Attack on Titan episode, we thought it would be best to kind of just round things up, make it a little easier because... Uh, right. Especially you know. given that, that one of the episodes we're going to be covering is a setup, so it's a perfect episode to combine with another one. That's right, because, I mean, I'm sure if you guys are keeping up with the episode, a lot has a lot has happened, all right? Yeah. Let's just be real. A lot has <laughs> happened, and I think it's just, and we just can't take the time to kind of break it down one by one, so we're going to do it all together, since it all flows. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the start to it, and for this episode, we're going to it's going to be a combination of episode four and episode five of uh, yes. the last season, starting with the Tibers. Tibbers? Tibers, I think. Tibers. Well, Dub said Tiber, so I'm going to go with Tiber. Isn't Tiber. All right, the Tiber family. The rich, rich, <laughs> rich Eldian family. The 1% of 1% of Literally. the Marlian nation. Because they own the Marlian nation. You know, yeah, yeah. Which was one of the biggest surprises it, that was revealed in episode four was the fact that he, he owned Marley and he said that, well, the Tiber family owned Marley and that they, they just gave them the power and the ability to decide what to do with Marley as a, you know, as a country and to run it the way they want it to be run, um, which is really interesting. It is because, I mean, let's be real. Did we really expect to have a family of the oppressed group of people of Marley running the country itself? Like running the same country that oppresses the same group of people? But it's Did that make sense? Like, I think that makes sense. But it's kind of like, I don't know. When I, when I realized that the Tiber family owned Marley, it made me realize, okay, we've been, we've been made to believe that Marley was a Marley is just for Marleyans because it's named Marley. But I think that there was a point in time where they both equally owned Mar owned the country. They're both citizens of the country, but because Marley historically by history books won, they got to rewrite the country and rewrite history. So that's always in their favor. But I think historically it was a land that belonged to both Eldians and Marleyans alike. But they split. But they split. I mean, maybe hmm. split is not the right word, but one became the dominant force over the other. Because they do go into about the story of the hero or the Marlian hero. Mm -hmm. I recall his name. Yeah, Hellos. 
uh, Helos, and how he brought down the wicked Titan. Because I think this is the other part of it as well. Because maybe, yeah, back maybe centuries ago, just like the story was a century old when he brought it up, maybe centuries ago they were like all the same people. Maybe they were all the same people. And maybe... Or at least maybe all under one country name and just different ethnic groups under one country name, but they just changed the country name. And then through changing the country name, you also change how... People receive, you know... The demographic... Yeah. Of the outlook of the country. Just, I mean, okay. So we, so the Marlians are in charge, but they're not in charge at the same time. Yeah. They're the the Eldians, shadow government. Yeah, they're, just, yeah they're, they're the shadow government. The Eldians are being oppressed, but actually one represent, I guess you call them a, represent, a representative of the Eldians, the highest, most notable family who also controls the war titan. Mm-hmm. Runs the country from the back. Runs the country because they, they said they bought it. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, it just a lot to wrap around because it makes me wonder how does a country that's run by the same group of people, or not, I can't say the same group, but it's run by a family of the same group of people that are being oppressed. And then the family having the power of not only financial wealth right. and financial power, they also the have type. influence... Influence and one of the titans. They have everything needed. And the influence thing is huge too. Like everyone respects them worldwide. You still looking out here, seeing your people in the turban camps, and you going back to your mansion. You, you chill it. They're like, damn, that's deep. They walk by, that's crazy. man. They're like, I feel for y'all. Rolling <laughs> like, down tough. in the bed. People throw like, that's tough. And that's then they tough. walk away. Roll, rolls, rolls down the window to the Rolls Royce. <laughs> damn, that's tough. Yo, keep your game. Hey, hey. Keep your chin up. Yeah, yeah, keep your head up. All right? Keep your head up. You'd be all right. Empty words of encouragement. And then they just drive off into, just like, because they're late to their to dinner and like caviar and, like, LeBlanc wine. Like, I mean, I'm confused. Yeah, it's very confusing. Because it makes me think about why, it makes me think about why the status quo of how the things are run in Marley, why is it ideal that the Eldians, Okay, let me stop saying, El- I keep saying Eldians. Why the Tibbers, mm-hmm. the Tiber family, don't feel the need to kind of change the state, mm-hmm. the state of affairs of the country, to change the country's state of affairs of how they treat Eldians and how the Eldians are received and even uh, just, I mean, come on, they're, they're in tournament, they live in tournament camps, for crying out loud. Exactly. It's, it's really bizarre, and it, and it begs the question, why do they do it? And at the same time, I mean, something else that I found to be interesting is that when, when the Tiber family hosts that party with world leaders, right, and then you have, like, Udo and Zofia and Gabby and Falco, they're all serving the guests and stuff like that in order to build rapport amongst Eldians, I guess. And um, it's very clear that although there a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ill like feelings towards Eldians from other world leaders. Some of the world leaders look down on them. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're touching our food or whatever. But then there's also other world leaders, or at least one, who represents the Hizuki? The Hizuki? Hizuki? I don't know if it's Hiruki or is it the... Are you talking about like the... the Oriental... 
Oriental. Yeah, the Oriental nation. Yeah. Um, where uh, she Mikasa... is the only one who kind of empathized with them and tried to protect Udo, even when he accidentally made her spill wine on her dress. He pro- she protected him from being scolded and you know scolded, anything. beaten. Any, yeah, beaten. Like anything <laughs> could happen to him. And I was anything. like, it's funny how she did that, and she's from a race of people that also experience discrimination in other nations. Mikasa's family were both oppressed within parody. Mm. And and I wonder if is that because oh god that's a whole it's, nother... it's, yeah it's a whole nother can of, it's a whole nother can of worms because paradise parody paradise whichever mm. yeah they go by both yeah is a nation or a country an island forget a country an mm. island that was disconnected from the world when they when they finally realized that the world they actually did exist the world outside of their walls because they didn't even know for sure what was even out there because of the titans, because of the titans that was roaming around the wilderness, the forest, even right out there, they're right outside the walls. They could mm-hmm. not see the world. They could not, they didn't know what was out there. Remember, remember Aaron and Armin's dream was, you know, there's a, there's, there's supposedly a place or there's supposedly somewhere in the world, like a body of water that stretches as far as the eye can see they're talking about the ocean like one day we'll see the ocean and they mm-hmm. they only know about other parts of the world of what's out there from a book right you know and you know what's funny well it's not funny but something that really um is fascinating to me and i don't know if the author was making this story about japan because there was a point in, there was a point in time in history where Jap- the japan what were isolationists they did not concern themselves with outside countries, outside affairs. Mm-hmm. They only were focused about what was going on in Japan. And I would almost even say that there actually was some laws that prevented locals from leaving Japan. But I have to double check on that. The fact that Japan is an island, they were once isolationists. I almost often think, did he model paradise and the people within them to how the Japanese used to be historically? I don't know. That's a good observation because cause you could even say when they were first introduced by outside influence, it wasn't well-received. Yeah. I think that that's the best way to put it, well-received. Even though, um, from the history books I've read or just learning about it, the Japanese were pretty, they were pretty cordial. Like, you know what? Yeah, we could do business. Like, we could do trade. We could do business. Yeah. That's they all fine. They don't want you to alter their culture. Right? Yeah, they don't, they're like, don't touch our culture. We don't want, we don't want your religion. Like, Christianity, yeah. we're good on that. Like, we're good. Like, we're good. Just, I, we're all about doing trade and having those type of relations, but everything else to our culture and our nationalistic pride is not for sale. It's not to be touched. Yeah, this is a, just, just, don't, just don't touch it. Don't mess with that. And if you watch One Piece, for those of you who are caught up, not to spoil anything, but if you know in the most recent arc, <laughs> Spoilers they're a, warning. <laughs> they're in a land called Wano, and like there's a lot of similarities. So that's very interesting. Right. So just going back, like you were saying, so Paradise didn't even know the world really existed or what the world was. They didn't even know what the world was. They didn't know what was going on in international affairs. They don't get world news. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going on in Marlene. They didn't even know what Marlene was and Marlene even existed. Mm-hmm. So going under that pretense, yeah, this was actually my point. Going under that pretense, the fact that they still showed oppression or prejudice against the Orientals. Yeah, it was crazy. It's kind of crazy. It is. It is crazy, but it might even beg to show a bigger sign, yeah. or to show something that is something that's innate in all humans yeah. and all people. And it's interesting because I am reading right now. I'm I'm working my way reading uh, Lord of the Flies. Like I never read that, mm-hmm. 
uh, growing up in school. It's a really good book. I've heard, and I'm I'm going through it, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It seems so. Like a lot of things seem vague, or like the the way it's written, things kind of just happen, and the the way the author de- describes certain situations, he describes it with detail, but not to really bring your attention to something in particular. He's kind of like, hey, look how this kid reacts to what this kid. He's yeah. looking at him. He's telling you things without telling you. Yeah. Like, it's it, very. It's really. It's it's really well written because it's a show not tell book. It's a very. It's the epitome of showing not telling. He's allowing you to observe the situation through his eyes and decide for yourself what's going on. Right, exactly. And even and then just by doing that and not giving any context in terms of deeper qualities of the characters, because what's what's very interesting is there's not so much that's deep about them because they're children. They're really young. Some of the kids in the book are as young as six years old, stranded on an island. And you're basically seeing how kids on an island pretty much uh, set up a society and how they survive. And they yield to some of the darker sides of human nature that we often see in adults. And it questions whether or not we innately are evil in human nature without checks and balances, which ch- children lack in general. So it's very interesting. And I and even to go back to the point, I'm, it's just going to be real brief in terms of my theory that paradise is just <laughs> historical Japan. Even with them losing their memories and not knowing what happened in history, it's very similar to what happens in Japan right now. Like the Japanese are not the Japanese youth are not taught about the way they what they did in war to other countries, so they don't really know that mm-hmm. Jap- the Japanese mm-hmm. historically had pillaged other surrounding Asian countries. So especially China, and it's to their detriment, right? Because when yeah, people PG. come, like when, when other countries come, you know, crazy at them, they don't really have the context in the way that people of other countries have it because. The country has decided to omit that part of history from the classroom. It's very similar. It's very interesting. Yeah, because once you omit that history and then you cease to make it happen, you can just, from there, create whatever story you want yeah, and have that, have that be the status quo and then kind of run the country that way because history dictates what a country, what a country stands on. And if your country's history is based on violence, war, aggression, oppression, then the people are going to feel a type of way about my country. This is my country's history. Do I, can a country based whose history is based on such those things really have my best interests at heart? Like, can they, do they really see me as an individual, as a person? Or will they, you know, or will they turn that, those same type of behaviors towards me? You know, what's to say that? And those are the type of things and thoughts that can rise, that could come up in, you know, a citizen's, a citizen's mind, a citizen's psyche in those type of countries. So the best thing to do is, even if those things are true, you got to spell, actually, you this... You have to write your own country in the best light yes, possible. Yes, you have to be the protagonist. At all times. At all times. <laughs> yes, this is what he's getting to because this gets really big into the Tiber family. This is mm-hmm. tied all back because it, it really comes down to, to fix it you got to be the protagonist. you got to be, you don't, you don't have to uh, flip the story about what it is you did. You just got to spin why you did it. That's all it is, to spin why you did those things. And it's just like, well, we attacked and slaughtered all those people because they were threatening our freedom. They were threatening our way of life. Not the fact, not, not to say because we wanted their resources or, you know, we didn't like them and we wanted to take their territory. He's like, no, you know, we did it because we stand on the right, on the side of justice. We yeah. stand on the side of, side of doing good, 
maintaining prosperity for all. And, you know, like, and some of you may be like, hey, I know those words. Those words are not very familiar. I'm like, well, yeah, that means you've, you've, you've heard a great deal of propaganda in your time. Which yeah. is, and, and, it's, and it's crazy because it, it doesn't sound like those words are bad. But at the same time, they're, uh, they're like sweet nothings. And when used in a political sense, just like how the Tiber family, their plan was with the festival coming yeah. up later on. Well, this was later on in episode five, but in episode four, just to really get into the meat and potatoes of why that episode was significant, was that we meet the Tiber family. Mm-hmm. We see how they're, we see how they, how, how they roll. First off, they have their own private army. They're not even private body. You say bodyguards? No, they have their own private army yeah. that has no, that has allegiance to them and only them. <laughs> and so they are, they could, they, they are ready to go to war with their own country <laughs> if needed to. And yeah. I'm sorry, I'm siding with the people who also have the, if yeah. it wars about to pop off, Martin versus the Tip, the Tibers, I'm siding with the Tibers because yeah. one, they have their own army and two, they have the war titan. <laughs> Like the Warhammer Titan, like are you? That is in itself an army. Like exactly. it's in itself a, a a weapon of mass destruction. And it's I think it's also this is kind of leading into episode five, but I, it also alludes to what happens when when you keep lying about history, how it catches up with you, because you might believe a certain thing about history. You might have convinced the people of your country of a certain history that was to their own benefit, but the rest of the world knows what happened. And there's another country that knows what happened between you two. And, and they're going to come to you. Like, gonna it's going to catch you. up with you. Even if you don't, you don't want to believe it, okay, that's fine. But we believe our side. And it's going to catch up. And it's going to catch up. And then you could always, with and just using that, knowing how to spin the narrative, mm-hmm. you could always justify your actions and why you do the things you do to your people for this. Because at the end of the day, if you say it's for your country, who's really out there in your country? If you say it's for your country, who's really going to die or, you know, mm-hmm. stand in the way? Because then, wait, are you not an honorary? Do you not believe or have faith in the Marleyan way of, of this country, the way it provides for you and all these things? So then you start seeing see all types of crazy. And mm-hmm. this might even goes into, I can already see how this ties into how the rest of the restoration is. Uh, restora- yeah, the restorationist mm-hmm. first came, came to be and why was a group of people whose original goals or intent was to better their own well, their, their better their own living situations, their own well-being in their own country not to say that like you know, they wanted to go to war with the country, they were just trying to better their overall place in the country, yeah. but they're seen as terrorists, they're yeah. seen as radicals and as somebody's like, no, they're trying to take our government and flip it upside down. Mind you, the only thing that the restorationists were trying to do was to actually teach the actual history. Like, they literally met with each other in the middle of the night and literally read the, the true history of Marley. And they were like, it's our country. They, like, tattooed themselves on the back to show allegiance and, and stuff like that. So it really all started with history. Which, if... And, I mean, even if this is a combined episode, I hope it's not bad if I allude to episode five. But I think it's interesting that in order for the Tiber family to convince the rest of the world to to tap into their plan was to actually come clean about the history. And then backtrack and be like, well, yes, we lied, but now it's impacting the 
world because there's somebody out there, they can actually impact the world now. So yes, we lied to you, but it's still our own collective interest to beat these people. Yep. Uh, I, I want to get into the whole, oh but man, yeah, can go back. That, that man is straight, the head of the Tiber family, he is, he, he's a good speaker. He man knows how to public speak. <laughs> he's an orator. Yeah, he's an orator. Because <laughs> my man knows how to talk, man, because... I actually want to go back a second. I wanted to go, I actually do want to go into the speech, especially how it relates to Paradise, how Paradise and Marlene's relationship is, how their relationships are tied based on the, the history the world recognizes. Not to say the history that Paradise knows and that they're aware of. This is the history that the world sees, or this is the story, the narrative that the world goes by. But before that, there's a lot, there's a lot of like tidbits that, when looking at the episode, especially looking back, you, you kind of miss on certain things. Udo was saying about how even in the internment zone that they're in in Marlin, uh, Marley, it's really right. not that bad because he said, it's, I've been in others. That's crazy. That was so crazy to me. That is the context. This is right. Like he's saying, like he doesn't, he says it so casually, but then you really do got to pick up on the fact, wait, this isn't the only internment zone. There's other internment zones. Mm-hmm. And he says abroad, like abroad could be... It could be other other areas within the Marlian territory, or it could actually be other countries. You know, like they could be because yeah. who said who knows if the Eldians are really exclusively just to Marley. I don't think it's just exclusively to Marley, like the Eldians being prejudiced against. Because even at that party, other world leaders were there, and they were holding their nose. They were in Parasite, like the rich family in Parasite, where the father was holding his nose every time he got in the car with the other father. There was one who literally did that to the Marlians, you know, to the Eldians' kids who were serving them. Like, oh, I can't believe they're touching our plate. Yeah, the, the warrior candidates. Which in itself is already an indication that other countries don't respect them anymore than, you know, people in Marley do. Which, again, brings me back to another point I made in a previous episode on who has it worse. The people in Paradise or the people, the Eldians in Marley. Yeah, no, I do. And I do remember that point because I do think... It is the Eldians. It is the Eldians. I thought it was the people in Paradise. But it's really, it's it's, really the Eldians. It's really the Eldians. Around the world. Yeah, because, because what they, what they, yeah, to that point, I honestly do think it's the Eldians. Now, knowing what I know, I do think it's the Eldians. But the other thing I really wonder is, it was the fact that, yeah, I know how the world, like the world views the Eldians, but I wonder if there's Eldians in other countries mm-hmm. in those in those same other countries of the people who were at the party, who were at the dinner party. Right. Um, do do these other the Haruki, no, the Yuki, yeah, the Hizuki, the that that country. Yeah, yeah, if there's more like them, right? Yeah, if it's more like them, or do they have Eldians where they're where they're from? But they're again, like I said, they come from a different angle, in my opinion, because they know what it's like. They do. They do. Oh, man, they do. But That's for the whole thing with the Paradise versus Marley. Like, I get it because Marley, Marley literally annihilated half of their freaking population. And, and it was just really bad. But at the same time, Paradisians, in terms of morale, they're not any, they don't have any more high morale than, they're not on higher moral ground than the Marleyans, in my opinion, because the same very issues that are existing and led to this huge issue are still in they exist within paradise so even parasitians have the capability of being a marley in my perspective mm. we know we, we, we could get more into like the social political standings 
within the world of Attack on Titan because it's very interesting. And just like the little bits, again, like the little bits of information is really telling to kind of like how the world is structured. But there is also a part in episode four, uh, right before the festival really took, took off, and actually of Aaron, who is still, still, still undercover, quote yeah. unquote, Aaron's still undercover under the guise of Kruger, which was a very interesting name, an alias of Kruger, an interesting name that he took because you would think that Kruger being one of the old restorationists from, you know, his, his memories or from the past, you would say. And that's, and that's the name he chose to kind of go as an injured soldier. And they're both named Aaron. It's just interesting. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And then we meet, you know, and then we meet uh, Aaron's, which we find out later, Aaron's grandfather in that same mental, well, mental hospital, soldier, the veteran hospital yeah. for the Eldians. He meets him right then and there, but he doesn't even give no indication that he is, in fact, like, hey, hey, Gramps, like, hey, Grandpa, oh, by the way, you know, yeah. like, there's no, there's none of that. You get the feeling that Aaron knows, but then the grandfather, as you see, he just spirals into insanity once he recounts his own actions and the guilt of the things he's done to his own son. And you, may, it makes you question whether or not the grandfather knows, because I know when the grandfather was first talking to Aaron and telling him, stop sending that kid to send, to send out your letters. You don't know that a kid's history. He literally was the son of a former restorationist. So the fact that he's a candidate now means that he finally was able to recover his family's honor. He, he knows that, <laughs> that Aaron is sus, but he's also like mentally not there. So he's not able to really expose him. But he's like, just go home, son. <laughs> I, it made me yeah. question, how much does the grandfather know? How much does he know? And how much is he willing to reveal? I don't think he's willing to reveal anything. And that's the thing, because he regrets the part he played in his son and his daughter's downfall. I don't think he wants to repeat that. So you, so, all right. So that we're, are we under the, excuse me, are we under the guise that Aaron's grandfather may in fact have some suspicion as to who Kruger, a.k.a. Aaron, really is? I think so. He may actually know it's Aaron. We don't, you know, don't we know. don't know, but he may know it's Aaron. But instead of even causing any type of alarm or any sense of, you know, he just tells him to go home. Right, like any 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 like urgency yeah. in terms of alerting, you know, the rightful authorities. He just does it this time around because he recalls what he ended up doing to his own son when he betrayed them and his daughter-in-law. Because that whole family, you know, yeah. man, the whole the whole family got. That was Zeke, man. No that one was, spared. Zeke really took out his family. <laughs> Yo, it was it was not. I don't blame Zeke because he was too young Yo, and when his father you was putting mad responsibility on him. But I'm like, you didn't have to sell out your family. Like yeah. you did not. You could have been like, Dad, I'm not doing it. Just go through your little face Dad, rebellious. I'm not doing it. The man peace. was like, he's over there. What? <laughs> My own son, <laughs> my own son snitched out on me. I'm taking oh you with me. God. Like we, we both. I brought you into this world, damn it! I'm taking you out before they take me out. Right. Like, we're gonna have crazy. a long talk. Imagine, imagine the mother. She held that child for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> and look at him. No, and, and look at him now. It's and so look ridiculous. at him now. It's just like this is what E two son. Like, <laughs> yo, Literally. yo, nigga, nani, like. <laughs> No, uh, I, I remember watching that scene and I was just so like, 
I was just so offended on their behalf. I'm like, oh, what are I'm you going to kill your for son? You. I was just like, if you want me to beat up your son, I can. I'd be happy to. I'll be glad. I'll gladly do it. Cause that, yo, that's and that's the type of when you spin a narrative and you run and you run a country a certain way, you would have kids and people think just like even so we already know like Reiner, mm -hmm. um, we already saw how Reiner told Falco how he did that little yeah. scenario on the train just to kind of let him know it's like yo you don't know what is what because your friends could easily become your your actually your greatest enemies. You actually need to be more concerned not by the enemies in front of you. But by you, the actual people you're around, mm -hmm. because if the enemy, if your if your oppressors, you know, set up the rules or write the rules to the game, you are at risk of being betrayed by your own people, which is something that you are not. When no one is really ready for, and it's something that you really don't want or wish to happen or think yeah. it can happen. But that's honestly, I think I feel a lot of what the Eldians had to go through was actually conflict within themselves. Because you have the restorationists who were really fighting for the behalf of the Eldians, and then you have the Eldians who were like, "You guys are creating more trouble for us. We can't Mind have you. that." And then they ratted them out. Yeah, and that's the thing that killed me about Zeke. Zeke did that because he was half a royal. Like his mother was a part of the royal family, the Marley royal family, and he still didn't become integrated into society as we see now. He is not a Marley. <laughs> He's still like his family still lives in a tournament zone. No one was, people allowed him to speak at the table, but they really, they're really straddling the fence with him even having to say it in military strategy. Hey, you're a smart kid, but yeah, we can't, like, you know, right, yeah, don't run, your know your place. Don't forget, yeah, exactly. yes. <laughs> don't forget so, your place, buddy. Calling out his guy did it. It didn't, it didn't chop up for all. It, it, it didn't amount to nothing. That's what literally, basically, it literally got him nowhere. It literally got him zero. It got him zilch. <laughs> But they got his daddy behind bars. Like, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> like, can I get an amen? Like, you know, that's that's all I got him. That's all I got that, him. That's all I got him. And I think, I mean, <laughs> it makes you think it of later episodes. I think he realized it. why. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, they got to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I, I think that was it for him. He realized, he was like, no, yeah, they got to go. And um, I think it's funny, even heading back to Grisha's past, that Aaron is very similar to Grisha right now. Aaron, when Grisha was first joining the Restorationists, he looked at his dad in disgust after his dad was basically cooning to the Marlin soldiers after they killed his sister. He was so disgusted. I always remember him looking at his father with such disgust in the kitchen as he was speaking to the Marlin soldiers. And it's kind of similar to how Aaron is kind of moving now. Like, he's way past this, this feeling of reconciliation. He's not really trying to make up with Marlin because so much that has been done. They didn't have to do this. They really didn't have to do this. My mom's already dead. Um, he still <laughs> wants to know. Oh, he man. He really wants to know why he's his like, mom why did die? my mom have to die? He's pretty, he's looking for answers. Like, if anyone knows, he's like, please contact his number. You can reach me at 1-800-Aaron-Wentzel. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it, it's, he really is trying to find out. He has the um, same spirit. I'm just saying. <laughs> same energy. It never changed. Yeah. And if anything, it just, it festered. It got... Not to say it got worse, it just, it, it festered. It, it just grew. It grew, but it then grew. it also evolved. And that that brings us to episode five, if you're ready to talk about episode five. Yeah, no, um, no, because episode four, we touched on the fact that we get to get introduced to the Tiber's family. Mm -hmm. We know that they are actually the ones who own, quote, they own um, the Marley, country, yeah. the nation of Marley financially. They, they run it from behind the scenes. Or not that they run it behind the scenes, they own it, but He's they don't. The yeah, they're, they're hands off. 
their hands off about it. He's a he's Shadow a CEO. No, no, no. He's more of the CEO because the CEO, which is actually the same thing, because yeah. the president is the, the president, CEO of he America. Literally, he literally owns the the relation between the world and Marley. That's yep. a president. That is the president. He is actually the president of the nation of Marley. Wow. Foreign, he literally owns those relationships. So yeah, he's literally the president, but like, he's like the shadow president. It's it's kind of weird. It's weird because you see how all these nations came up. Oh, yeah, yo, my man, you know, we're all daily. They love him, but they hate Eldians, but they love him. Is it the (laughs) fault that, is it his fault? Is it the Eldians' fault? Is this, is what he's doing the best that he can create for his people? Because he's like, let's face it, no one in the world hates us. If anything, the world rather sees us all in chains or something. They'd rather see us all. underground six feet under or just straight up everybody's in a tournament i mean people are in tournament camps but maybe even worse conditions than they are in i still think it's his fault only because <laughs> <laughs> i do nah, i think it's his fault because the fault. world thinks that way because of the way the history was presented to them he owns he knows the real history and he's holding it. and the only reason he even told the real history was because he knew aaron wants the scope and aaron was in their midst that's the only reason he's like, all right, it's time to tell them the real truth about what actually transpired that night. And that freaking King Fritz is not the real bad guy here. He's actually a pacifist. I don't know if he, if that's just all there is to it. I, I don't know. He, I think, if anything, I think he does believe that what he's doing is, in fact, securing not in the immediate, not in the short term, but in the long term, some type of Eldian liberation. Because it's kind of, he has to, everybody sees Eldians as the monsters or as the beast that they are. I mean, they turn into 20-foot giants that eat people. But he has to soften up the image by making them seem docile, to making them seem, you know, hey, look at me. I'm your friend. I know all these people and constantly has to use them as the pitiful group of people who don't know any better. Maybe, I don't know if I'm just paraphrasing. I'm somewhat am paraphrasing, but it's like the group of people that need to be kind of managed, managed, I guess. But it's like, but it's not their fault. Like it's, I, I guess that's where he goes into their well. It's like, you know what? I don't, they're not all to blame because they are following the king. And, and then he goes into that way. What it's like he's spinning it, he's doing what he thinks is best for. I do think, all right, I'll take it back. I'll let me take it back one step. I think he's doing what he thinks is right because, as long as you think, if you have the mentality that your actions are in fact for the betterment of your own people, how are you wrong? And I think that's where it gets into. I'll stop it there because I want to. There's a part with Aaron where I want to get into. When he hears the speech, yeah. But any, I, I, I just, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree about Tyburn. I, I don't think he's I think he wants the best for Marley, not the best for Eldians. But that's a whole other. In a way, I think in a way, because Wake with when he was talking to Commander McGath, because even McGath was just questioning. He was just like, "This is only gonna make, like, what does only create even more bad relations between the Eldians and the world? Not just Marley, like the world." And like the speech they had when they were talking in the car, in the cart, the horse carriage, um, 
McGaff looked at uh, Tiber's in his, like, he looked at him in the eye because he was looking at him he was like, no, this is what we have to do. And then he's like, are you sure? And he was, it looked like he gave him, how do I say this? He was like, don't make me turn back now. I've done all of this yeah, but McGaff to get us this far. The, and, but McGaff was looking out for the best. For Eldians more than Tiber was. He was like, You're gonna you're doing this in the turbulent zone, so Eldians are already going to be affected the most. Th- this is if he is here, he's going to attack. And it's gonna be Eldians who are affected the most. He's he's always looking out for the Eldians. McGath looks out for the Eldians more than Tiber, in my opinion. And I hmm. think that the reason why Tiber would have never revealed the real history about Marley and what transpired. If he knew that Aaron, because if he had if he had just revealed it as it was before even bringing in Aaron, we saw what what how the crowd reacted. So why the heck are we even? So why are Eldians in turn? Like why are we even? So Eldians are not our enemy. That was the the response in the crowd. They were just confused. So if this is the history and Eldians didn't do anything wrong, then why are we attacking them? He he then had to remarket the whole declaration of war because well yeah we lied about the history so but because we didn't believe that king fritz was not going to re- to release the titan so we sent four kids to attack his nation to see how he would react and he didn't react badly he didn't he didn't send any he didn't start the rumbling so now however the direct result of that attack created a whole nother sentiment a movement and now there's a kid who took the founding titan as a result of ha- us having attacked them? He stole the founding titan, and now he's he's ready to start the rumbling. That's how he's marketing it. And if he starts the rumbling, then the world's impacted because those titans are going to not only crush Marley, they're going to crush the world. So now you do have to ch- you do have to kind of have an invested interest in attacking Parody because otherwise it would have just been them. The, what he did was tell the full story. Remarket it so that now it's all of our problems, so we should all attack parody. And everybody's like, cool. Mm. He's not looking out for Eldians in my perspective. Like, no matter what, he wants Eldians to go down within his country and the other, because he believes they're really devils. For some reason, <laughs> he, he really, still, thinks he really believe, he believes that they're devils. And I'm just t- like, that's mm. mad wild. Because the king was a pacifist at the end of the day. He's, he, he, he basically bluffed and was like, if you guys attack us, then we're gonna start these we're gonna I'm gonna start the rumbling and send all these giant titans, colossal titans to crush the world. He attacked, nothing happened. That was the mm. confirmation you needed. But now a dude a little kid got bucked and he's like, you know what? <laughs> I guess I gotta do it. <laughs> I guess I gotta be the one. <laughs> I, Aaron. Guess. I guess I gotta be the one because nobody is gonna do this. Okay. Cause okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. I hear you. It, it, I got a lot. It gave me a lot to think about because the Tiber family, as he revealed in his speech, mm-hmm. they were the ones that teamed up with Helos, with the Marlian hero, to overtake and disrupt the uprising, so that the so that because apparently the Eldians was a you know a, a group a race of people. An empire that was just could not stop slaughtering or killing things. They went around, conquered the world. Like you were talking about, the empire first with first the first empire to exist 
was the Eldian Empire. That that the Eldian Empire was they were like the Egyptians of their time. They ran they ran shit. They ran the world because they just went with the iron fist because they ran around and just beat, killed countless. As he said he killed humanity enough people to kill enough people to conquer. They killed enough people through their conquest to end humanity three times over. But what he doesn't, and then they, no, but what he doesn't really say is what was the other country's reasons, or what was what was the other side's reasons for raging war? Was it they that were just you know violent? Was it the Eldians that were just violent, or was fear. there, or was there a reason for the conflict to begin with? That we don't know. Yeah. That we don't know. He doesn't say. But then he continues on and saying after they did that, then they fought amongst each other. And then when they're fighting amongst each other, that's when the hero, the Marlin hero, who teamed up with the Tibber family to cleverly take them out one by one as they, for them to fight each other and take each other out one by mm-hmm. one. And then when that happened, then the country of Marley came to be because the king fled with the, the king with the fighting titan fled and to paradise. Does that not sound so shady? <laughs> To y'all, y'all tell me. That story sounds like there's hella holes in it. But what it's so confusing to me is the fact that he goes on to reveal the true history. Because if he really did not believe in the Eldians, I, I, all right, I think he is trying to rewrite how the Eldians are, who they are, by making them the stepping stones of, how do I say this? They're trying to have aliens be accepted by making everybody be comfortable around them. Because like, oh, they're aliens. They don't, you don't have to worry about them. Yeah, they used to be this, but now they're that. Now they used to be the empire used to rule, but now they're like second class citizens. They're trying to have people make them seem docile, make them seem harmless. There we go. To the point that, yeah, that in his eyes, this is how I'm going to save our people because we already have a history of just waging war and causing all this violence. And it's like no one, the world will forever fear us unless we change our image, unless we rebrand ourselves. In his eyes, like our way of rebranding is by being the complete opposite of what the world knows us to be. And then not only that, but to not be at their own, to not leave themselves to be at the service of the Marleans, quote unquote. Right, but they created the Marleyan victor, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what thing was they, they almost created. Giving them, almost giving Marleyans. That's what essentially created the Marley we see today. It's because they made up this Victor's Marley and Victor that gives them the self of pride, the sense of pride that Marleyans could take pride in themselves because this is what Eldians used to do to Marleyans historically. When in reality, King Fritz and the Tipper family were like, let's create a Marleyan hero and so that they could take pride in ourselves. We'll be out. Make a statue of them. Yeah. You know, basically butter them up. Just he was like, lots of butter. Lots of butter. And um, I'm going to go to my own island. I'm going to take my people. Um, and we're going to start all over. Then I'm going to wipe their memories clean. We're going to start all over. But just know this. If you come to our door with conflict again, I'm going to release these titles. It's gonna be, that's going to be that. <laughs> that's what the king said. But he was lying. And he was a classicist. But Aaron's not lying. Aaron, Aaron doesn't know... Aaron doesn't know how to lie. Aaron doesn't know how to lie. Aaron doesn't know how to lie. <laughs> I'm, my knows. body composition is 99.9% smoke. Literally, he just knows I was born in 
2017. I don't know why I'm, ha- I'm having to deal with conflict and what happened in 2017. It's ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm going to put a stop to it. I'm going to put an end to it. <laughs> I'm be into it because pretty because apparently that's why my mom died. See, and really? then it all comes out. He's like, and that's why my mom died, and that's why my mom was eaten by a titan. And no one could understand that or see that because we see how he's he's already being painted without him defending his own reputation or his own honor at all. And that's the thing because you would think that man, this Aaron Yeager really does sound like the worst person in the world, and. He's down there. Little do you know, he's like down in that basement hearing it all. And he's not even upset. He's not even upset about what's being said about him or why are they saying, why, how they're judging paradise. Because he realized it's all spin. Everybody does what they need to do for the sake, for the sake of the, what matters to them, the people that matters to them. And, you know, if it means someone else getting screwed over, so be it. And he completely empathizes with that because he... He sees it the same way. Like, that's just why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And that's why he's like, we're actually the same. Yeah, exactly. He's like, that's why I'm here. I'm here to do the exact same thing to y'all. But then now I realize it's not even it's not even your fault. It's mm-hmm. it's really not even your fault. Like he's just developed a really matured way of looking at the situation. Of the world. Also, not even the situation. I think just the world. Yeah, but he also accepts like the harsh reality and knows that he's still gotta do what he's still gotta do. Because Reiner and Berto and Annie were in the walls, and they knew that Eldians were not bad people. They met a ton of great people, but they still had to carry out their mission. They didn't stop. They didn't stop moving forward with their mission, even though they knew that there was actually good people within the walls. No, nope. they still broke another wall, and he still wiped out Levi's squad. <laughs> and she continued to do what needed to be done. Continued to do what needed to be done. That's why she's in a crystal right now <laughs> in a basement on Paradise because she can't step one foot. <laughs> Or else someone's gonna have her head, and this is why. And this is why Reiner needs all the psychiatric help that they that, that he needs that he can get. Yeah. But because you know, and that's why he put a rifle in his mouth because he realized the world was not so black and white as he saw, as he thought it was growing up, and he feels like his life is has been nothing more than just constant mistakes, constant just just Which grief. In his control. Exactly. Like, he doesn't feel he, he has control. He was brainwashed. He was literally brainwashed as a kid. It's not none of it was in his control, but I will say that once he got to the wall, that brainwashing was undone. Because you saw for yourself the real reality. And you still move forward. So you can't be bad at Aaron. And he's not. <laughs> he's he's not. asking Aaron for forgiveness. He's like, Aaron, please. He's like, just me. He's like, just take me. He's like, just take me. I know it was my fault. It's like, do not and it was just like it was me, Aaron. It was me. It was well, all me. Aaron didn't didn't let Falco go. He didn't. He's like, no, you stay here. No, he stays. No, he stays. You should listen to this. And then Ryan, and then Reiner's just losing his mind. Papa's like, uh, okay, sure, I'll stay. Like he doesn't even know. Like it's just, yeah, it's like it's like, the uh, same state. He's like, no, you're like me when I was twelve. And he's just like Falco. I know Reiner's to Falco. Like you're like me when I was twelve. And it's just the fact Reiner can't let go of what he did, even though he didn't know better. He still can't. It doesn't change. It doesn't change the fact that. Many people died. Many people that were like him died. He went and ended up killing, killing people that were exactly like him and not in any of a better situation than he was, where he was from. Because he got to live there for years and he saw how they lived. And he saw how they, despite the conditions that they lived in, they were still there for each other, just like the people from where he was from. And then he's just like, what am I even doing here? Why are these, how, are these, how are these people are really our enemy? 
how and then he unlike the head of the tiber family he couldn't spin any narrative to really justify the actions that he did anymore he did back then that's why you see the split personality of why it's like we're warriors we know you know are you going to turn back on our mission that we were given to be you know the to bring back the founding tie-in and to find out what is you know with going on with the king and mm-hmm. he couldn't spin that narrative anymore as he got older because once he got back and once he matured he saw how the world was and how the world operated he couldn't accept the lies anymore the lies couldn't the lies didn't fit the lies couldn't fit in his narrative and that's why he just went and that's why he's like he couldn't live with himself yeah and i almost felt when aaron was talking to him in that room he was actually starting to empathize with him you know it's not really a like, Aaron was kind of low-key trying to comfort hey, him. That's not your He's fault. Like, <laughs> Reiner was like, but didn't you say that you wanted to kill all Titans or whatever? He was like, oh, I said that? Oh. All Aaron right. was like, oh, I right. Did I, did, say that. I did say that. My bad. Huh. You can forget it. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. No, forget it, man. That was fine. Oh, no, that was there. That was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chase. But at the same time, as Aaron was starting to become more empathetic, then you have the Tiber family during their, their announcement being, oh, but Empathetic now, but cold. Yeah, exactly. He was very, he understood it from a very objective point of view. He was objectively, I totally get it, man. <laughs> my, my, my level of anger is not at the same intensity. It, was, it, it lacks the teen angst. It's a very adult anger. <laughs> yeah, it's it very is, different. I've grown, my anger has grown and matured. It's matured, it's matured. It's not, it's not, it's not like seething, you know? But at the same time, one Aaron overhears Tiber on the stage delivering the history and then being like, that's why we need the help of the world to bring down paradise. Please, everyone, come together and help us. And the crowd is cheering. They're moved by Tiber's speech, his orator. Like, that's when Aaron, he actually visibly changes. Like, his demeanor visibly changes. And it's almost as he hears this, he's reminded of why he's there. And he's like, yeah, we are the same. And that's why I have to do what I have to do and keep moving forward. And I have to keep moving forward. And, yeah. this, is, and this is why I'm going to do what I'm about to do yeah. right now. So you better grab that boy. <laughs> he's yeah. like, you better grab that boy, Falcon. Actually, now I guess, it. yeah, he's, he's, he better grab that boy. Because, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm about to change. He's about to transform. And um, even with the picture man. of the of the King Fritz <laughs> giving a handshake to, what's it called, the Marlene, the made-up Marlene soldier, it's very similar to the handshake Aaron gave to Reiner. But then he's like, I have to do what I got to do, and he transforms. And he's just right there, right then and there. He's like, hey, man, no hard feelings, right? Like, <laughs> no hard feelings as he's about to legit commit mass genocide. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, no, and then to your, to go back, actually, because during the speech when the head of the Tiber family went, went off, not went off script, but all right, the story that I just told is a story that we all know and we all accepted. Yeah. But that's not really the story. That's not actually what happened. This is what actually happened. There was the Marlene hero. The hero was made up, or like the hero was not real. It wasn't us or the hero that ended the war. It was actually the king. And you, you even see, and I love it. You see the scene where you see like the Marlene, uh, the Marlene generals, Marlene commanders, like whispering, <laughs> like, I know you already, you already can tell you, so I'm gonna now tell the truth. There wasn't Charlie's like, like, sir, I think he's about to, like, sorry, he's about to disclose the information. He was just like, hold, you'll see, you know, like, like you, you see the whispering, so you already know. Okay. I don't think this was, this is not according to plan, but they're not going to react. Like, this was not a, on the script. This was, he's going off script. I think he actually did go off Me script. Too. This was his plan, but to them, to actually the Marlian public, this was not, they were not aware of this. 
Yeah. I think even to the they higher were. ups, they were not American. I think I if anyone, yeah. Commander McGath is the only one. The only one. Because he was in on it. I ever signed off for him to tell the truth. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. It's not to their benefit. No one ever, no one is ever about telling the truth. <laughs> no one's, no one's not it, about really telling the truth. And maybe you have a point with, with Tiber, right? Him telling the full truth and then being like, let's go to war. At the end of this, <laughs> it's almost like allowing, and this is to be put, I'm putting it extremely mildly. It's very euphemistic. Almost like two siblings. You just let them hash it out. Because at the end of the fight, then they're going to be fine. He's telling the full truth so that well, at least when people go into war, they're, they're going in with the full truth and the full knowledge. So that by the end of the war, they're not this whole this Eldian oppression thing is not going to continue Wait, wait. You know, I hear, no, actually, no. You know what you're saying? Because uh, there was actually a part in his speech where he was saying the Marlian oppression. Yeah. The Marlian oppression. Yeah. Because I didn't, I just peeped. Wait, if he said Marlian oppression, does that mean the Eldians were oppressing the Marlians At before first. the Marlians oppressed the Eldians? Because the Marlian hero was the liberator of, they, he was seen as the liberator of the Eldian Empire. He liberated them from the Eldian Empire. But the only way he could really liberate, liberate right, but the only way someone could liberate someone is if, they're freeing unless the group of people they're trying to liberate is being oppressed. Yeah. Unless they're I do being, think, I do think the Eldians were oppressing the Marlians at first because they were the most powerful empire. Like, but at the same time, the Eldian king is the one who stopped the the Eldian oppression. It wasn't a situation where there had to be a Malcolm X or MLK to start a whole movement. This was that Eldian king. Now nah, we're doing too much, and we just will give them the country, reshape history, give them glory, and let's go. But let's just be here out. We go, here we are. It's let's just this. He's like, let's just be out, y'all. Yeah, yeah we like, we, we really done out. too much. He's like, yo, we, we done really too done too much. We really done the most. <laughs> yeah, I know we on top. We number one. You know, we're the ninety eight bulls, but we 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 need to we need to put it down. Yeah. we need to give someone else a chance at winning the championship. because <laughs> um, we're way too toxic when we win. And he let them go, have the country. He's like, I'm gonna go to this island. I'm gonna not. I'm just gonna rewrite history mm-hmm. for my own people. You guys could spend whatever history you need to to justify how things went down, mm-hmm. and to not only that, but give your you know give give what your country needs to build on itself. Or the Mar the the country of Marley now, not the Eldian Empire, the the Marlian Empire to build itself now, and you know. That, that's just to make up for what everything that we've done in right. history. Exactly. And that was between the Tipper and the, the Eldian. So it's still two Eldians who were like, let's free Marley. Like, they were like, let's stop oppressing Marley and go. But at the same time, if you try and rekindle this affair, then these, these, these Titans going to get to marching. That's what he said. These <laughs> 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 two.
this is so crazy. Like, you got to really think about this. The same people we're sympathizing for is also the same group of people that pretty much yeah. all things started to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it gets so complicated and convoluted. But then, at, they but what it shows. They should have just took that piece and moved on. They the piece and moved on. But then when you find out, and then you're just like, wait a minute. Where, where's my say? I think it's just like, wait, where is my say? Wait, now, now I'm being oppressed mm-hmm. because the people that came before me were a bunch of rowdy... <laughs> Well, there was some rowdy ass niggas, and they just they were just could yeah. not stop. And 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 I don't even know that history. Like we don't even know. And they didn't even know. They're just finding out now. Like, wait, we're that nice? Like, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. No, no. Some people, and I think that's where because like, you hear like, the story. What if we do that history? If y'all do that history, <laughs> no, listen. No, we're not gonna get there yet. That's that. We're, we're not gonna get there because I have words about fly. We, like it, it really goes to show. Like I'm not mad people, at him. I'm not mad at him. It's like he's just—he's a type of individual that that exists because of that mindset, because the things that he went through, and how he cho- how he chose to justify the things that happened to him and to the people he cared about around him. Yeah, and, and same- it was not—he just was not about yeah being oppressed. Like he's yeah. not about so, it. He was I'm just not like about no. To keep seeing my people that like. No. That's where Flock is standing, no matter how, like, annoying he can be. But at the same time, it's kind of like Marley, they attack a whole new generation of people that doesn't even know what happened. Like, they attack, it's almost like they attacked a bunch of babies. They don't have any idea what they did in the past. They don't have any, None. They don't, they're not even equipped with military expertise. They're starting from the 1900s, and it's 2000. They're so behind. That's what bothers me about Marley and their attack. They attacked them while they were down <laughs> by 100 points. It does not make any sense. Gotta kick them when they're down. Because it, it, it's like they, they, there was no way they were going to attack you. They mm. don't even know. You're the one who exposed them to their even being Titans. I don't even think Paradise would have even known about the existence of Titans if they weren't attacked by Titans. It takes a whole new level to the pot calling the kettle black. It takes it to a whole nother level. You're being killed and subjugated by the same, by your own people, and not, and you don't even know it. And they don't even know it. That's the thing. Both sides are completely unaware because they're both are given two different stories. No, one side is not even really even given a story. The parody, the Parasitians, they don't even even have a story. And then only you the, have the priest uh, knew it. the priests knew, and then they yeah, and then they only kept it within their inner circle. And mm-hmm. then you have. The Marleans, the Eldians living on the, the island or the, the empire, the, Mar- the new, the now sanctioned Marlian empire, they, oh God, like I, I still think, oh, yeah, Eldians had it worse. <laughs> Eldians had it worse because they were right in the middle. They, they were living under the rule of the former losers. Yeah. If you want to, like, I guess the way you got to say about it, they're living under the rule of the losers and pretty much... The king abandoned them. The king was like, I'm going to leave you these people, leave it to the Tiber family. And this is how the Tiber family chose to go about mm-hmm. the Marlian Empire, chose to go about the history. But, you, but then the sympathetic, empathetic king left their people to the Tiber family. And this is how the Tiber family chose to run the country, run the nation. Whereas in the king, at least, was taking his people to be like, yo, I just want to show them peace like where there's no war no nothing but no here they're still they're being trained for the sake of war they're being trained to fight 
being trained to be used as weapons of, of destruction sent because sent to the front lines because that's how they're that's where their value that's how they're seen as that's where their value lies in the eyes of Marley. And and I think part of why the Eldians had it worse than the Parasitian Eldians is because of the psychological damage it did to them. Look at Reiner. Like it Exhibit A. It literally it literally shackled them mentally. Like mental slavery, for real. And the thing about the Parasitians where I was so hard for me to grapple all who had it worse is because it's, they really thought they were the last of humanity. They didn't even know there was people outside the walls. They were just there's just Titans. They're just getting annihilated. Genocide, period. So you committed genocide amongst people in the in paradise. Like he literally said Titans to eat them. That's genocide. And then you're gonna be shook when there's a genocidal maniac out here. Like I'm going to triple the whole world if if need be. I'm down to hand deliver this smoke personally. <laughs> you can't get mad at personally. somebody you created. Yes, Aaron is the product. Aaron is literally the product of what was set in motion years and years ago. And I think when Aaron realizes that he, it almost makes it seem, what part of my life did I have real control over, or what yeah. part of my life was mine? And same thing for Reiner. Reiner is Reiner is in that they are the same. Yeah. They are. That's why they're the same person. But to, from two different sides of the world, Aaron and Reiner. And I think that's why their relationship are so intertwined, mm-hmm. especially from where Reiner's childhood to this whole season. This, we see more Reiner than we've seen Aaron. And this whole thing, and we, we've been following Aaron's story from the beginning, but it, I guess the Arthur might have even... Damn, I swear the Arthur is getting his roses for this because... Oh, he's already getting them. Because it makes me now see that Aaron is the protagonist, but then the... Reiner is the, the alternative Aaron. He was the boy that grew up wanting to be accepted in the country that he was in for the sake of his mom. For also his mom. The, yeah. the, the, you already see the oh, symbolized for the... Yo, moms? Yo, moms make the world move. In anime, moms literally move the world. Like, if your mom dies, so the world's being changed. Like, that boy's like, from this day forward. That was Aaron, from this day forward. I will swear. Like, like that it is literally... Like, listen, if your mom dies, I'm just like, if I find out, I'm like, bro, just... Just remember me. Like, that's all I'm saying. Remember me. Let's remember me. We were cool, right? And before you take over the world, just remember. You need a place to stay, man. I I got you. Yeah. Just just keep me in your thoughts, man. Just keep me in your thoughts. It's like a school shooter. Just just let me know. (laughs) Aaron Aaron walked in and he was just, you know what? I remember when you let me copy your math homework. You can stay home. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't go to school today. Yeah, you know, she has a long She's like, don't go, don't, don't go to school today. Don't show up to school today. And I'm like, oh, well, good looks, but yeah, good looks, good looks G. Fam. Good looks, G. Be no. easy. <laughs> but that's uh, really, that's really what it is. That's really what it is. And, and that's what Aaron, Aaron is only he's telling his own people in paradise, you stay home today. That's what he did. He does not want. He doesn't want this to touch his people. That's why he went in alone. But at the same time, he in order to get out of there, he needed his people to help him. He needed like, people to help him. He's not really trying to have them be caught up this genocide, you know? Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of wild, you know. Genocide is not it's not pretty. Yeah. We yeah, especially when you're the one doing it. He's like, dang, I've been on the receiving end. Like and literally, the they put them end. through hell. That's why. That's what makes me okay. Because when Annie Reiner and Bertel first came upon paradise, they broke the walls. I'll never forget that they went through a whole drought. They went through a hunger. What do you call it? What do you what do you call it? It's a drought when they there there's like a 
there is like no rain when there's no there's, rain this, this, no, this is like a then, um, that's, not the, that's not the right word they go through like a like a food shortage so then yeah. they send 25 percent of their population they send all the adults out to fight front lines to kill these titans and they all get you like they all die that's how armin loses his grandfather he went out during that you know just to, just to kill off people to allow the remaining people to eat that's crazy because at the end of the day, the Eldians and Marley are eating. <laughs> and they're going home to their own families, their own nuclear family. Yes, if they do something wrong, their family's at risk. But they're living as a family unit. They haven't lost their mother. Literally, Paradise is made up of a bunch of orphans. Made up of orphans that were given the gift, even though... But they don't even know. They're just experiencing life. That's why Aaron... He still can't get over the fact that why did my mother have to die? Because he he's not attached to the history. He's no. not. He's just a guy, just a kid who he just they don't even know their history. They don't know anything. They're, as far as he's concerned, he's I don't know why my mom has to die. Because everything you're talking about has nothing to do with me. She died for no. It's crazy. It's like she died for you to be free, for you to actually have because because the Elliots and Marley they are not free. That is. Like, cause he free. saw it for himself. He's like, yeah, you got like you guys were taught at a young age, the way the world, the way the world is, and the way the, what the world told you was that you're you're monsters, that you're devils, and for you to even atone for being born the devil that you are without you really doing anything, you had to become second class citizens, second class soldiers, and fight and die for this country the same way how they had to fight and die to kill Titans. And all in all, they were the losers. Like they, they paid the price for the actions of the people that came before them. When they were in, when they ran, when they ran the world, the king's like, "We done way too much damage, and I gotta go." Like, but Eldians were also killing other Eldians. Like, it wasn't exclusively a Marley thing. Like, they were yeah. killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Marley's only uh... killing Eldians. <laughs> And that's why the world like, hates the Eldians because they like and you that's said, why Aaron everybody. is probably gonna start the rumbling at the end of the day. That's why Aaron, I feel like he is he's gonna do what the other king did not and he's gonna let those Titans free. Because what else how are the how are they gonna fight the world? How so is the Eldians, whole paradise, the island, gonna fight the world? So then if that's the case, then there's then there was no reason they went through all of this. The Eldians should have just stayed the Eldian Empire should have stayed as is. Like yeah. the king's sentiment that, was wasted. It was, it was actually wrong. It caused more. It caused more struggle and conflict. It's like you should have just stayed in charge. You see what happens? Like you, when you split, now it, it caused the diaspora. The Eldian diaspora was crazy because you had one side thinking we're devils, the other side thinking we're devils, but the other side they're the bad devils. The Eldians from Marley thinking, oh, Paradise, they're devils. We're devils like them but we're the good devils and they're the I bad think, devils and we could only atone for us being devils like killing the bad devils bet but i think that part of the reason why this is so interesting i often wonder how did the ackermans not reveal the real history i always think about that like the ackermans were affected by the, the whole memory probably the king yeah probably Somehow, something to do with him. the will of the king yeah but at the same time I was loyalty just like, is a double-edged sword <laughs> no that's a fact and and if you look at Mika says loyalty and Kenny's loyalty and Levi's loyalty, it's like, yeah, yeah you can kind of understand why no one ever, they never told anyone. Um, but I also feel like the king, he's plan, his plan might have been more effective if he 
didn't wipe out the memories of his people, in my opinion. Because then they would have a place to start. They would might probably even try and mend relationships in their own way. But because they don't know anything, what? They don't they don't even know their own they don't have any record of what happened. That's true. I think that was that was that's honestly one of the biggest mistakes he could have done. Taking myself putting the king's shoes, like I, he wouldn't have a choice because you're gonna have a group of Eldians, just like the restorationists in Marley, you're gonna have a group of Eldians. If if that actually didn't I'm trying to think if there was not a group like that that already existed, if say the church or maybe they represented, but basically a group of Eldians that were not gonna agree with the king. Nah, you soft. You're whack. What do you mean? We're on top. We're number one. We're the ninety eight bulls. What are you what are you doing? He, would Jordan be you say, you, you saying we should feel bad for being Jordan? <laughs> just because we're Mike just because we win. What? Just because that's who we are. And that's, that's the it. thing. It's like this that's who we are. The difference to me is that he he robbed them of their armor. He robbed them of their weapons and their ability to defend themselves against the, the Titans. Because they had the ability to do so. They just didn't know they had the ability to do so. He disarmed them. He disarmed them by taking their their uh, memories. To me, he disarmed them. I agree with you because I I agree with what because you're saying. Technologically, it's sound. I know what advanced. you're saying. Um, technologically, they should have been more advanced. Oh no, for they sure. Give them a fair chance. At least they literally started the civilization from from the get go. Like they were they were yeah. on horses. I mean, they still have horses in Marley, but they were back. They were on horses. They were that was their best mode of transportation. They not. But to your point, right? If the king didn't do what he didn't do what he did, it would just be the Eldian Empire 2.0 because you would have the two sides of there's gonna be people like you know what the king did what we he thought was best for us so we're gonna listen to the king and then the other side is gonna be like nah bro that shit was dumb the thing you just did was dumb like why are we taking the L for because of who we are because we're that nice. You know, no, because there's people who's yeah, all that conflict to them is pride. It's like, yo, we are, we're, we're the best. And now you're telling us because we're the best, we should go to this island, leave everything, leave civilization, start all over again from scratch and walk away from everything that we built and fought for because we're too, you know, because we caused too much bloodshed, you know, and like there's people who would think like that. And then that would have just brought conflict right into, he would have just brought all that conflict to the island. I think he had to erase the memories so that people had a fresh start because the division would have the same division that would have that it exists already in Marley. He would have just brought it right to the island. And I can tell the islanders did try, like the king did try and foster relationships with other nations, which is why the Orientals were even there to begin with. But it still didn't end up working out nice for them anyway. So not. But to wrap this all up, though. At the end of the day, Aaron is a warrior. As he told Reiner, he's like, I too am a warrior. And my man did what he had to do, pretty much, even if it meant continuing the cycle of pain and destruction, because he needs to get to some type of resolution for the events that happened in his life. Yeah, because it's very much like Kane from Naruto. He's like, yeah. what about my village? What about <laughs> my mom? That's, like, that's, that's He still wants to know. Aaron. Aaron is and I think that you know it's such a hard thing it's it's not a show where you can be like, these people are right these people are wrong nope. you can only try and emphasize and get and try and get the most holistic picture you can possibly get but yeah Aaron I'm gonna be interested to see how he changes how people react to him 
and how where this ultimately leads. Right, because we because as this uh, episode five ends, you know, like he says, I'm a warrior. He right. commits his attack uh, and starts his the he genocide. Kills, kills um, Tiber. Kills Tiber. And just not only just Tiber, kills a whole lot of people. And, uh, yep, everybody who lives in that apartment building looking down. Yeah. And that's just the that's just the icing on the cake. Shouldn't even say cake. Shouldn't even say cake. Cake is for enjoyment. This is yeah. this is not enjoyable. It, it, <laughs> it's enjoying to watch, but it's like, ooh, you gotta stomach it. Because yeah. yeah, Aaron is not the same person you thought he was, he used to be. And we'll definitely get more into that in the next coming set of episodes. We might just do six and seven or six, seven, and eight because the the battle on Marley, the Marleyan assault, we're still figuring out what to really call it. Marley and Assault, does, it does take up the next few episodes, but oh man, it's a doozy. Definitely. Well, on that note, that's been another episode in the books for the Brandon May Podcast. This is your boy, Zan. And this is Ravina. Signing out. Until next time. Bye. Later.